What are you talking about? Hell no. Uh-uh. That ain't gonna fly. Facts, homie. Straight facts. I just want to keep it real. It's all I know. Fake news? Uh-uh. Why would you do that? Exactly where did you get that from? Nah, can't believe it. Man, you gotta come with some papers. You gots to show papers on that. This is it, man. This is the start. This is the start. Yeah, man, this is how it's gonna start. It, yes, man, real spiel. This is how it's gonna start. The show starts. Huh? Yes, man, the intro. Real spiel. Real spiel. Yes, real. Yes, yes, real indeed. Thank you for listening to Real Spiel. Taking time out of your busy day, whether it's morning, afternoon, evening, or night. Does not matter. It's being recorded Tuesday, July 23rd, around 3 o'clock p.m. Again, I'm with a good friend of mine, Jake Stevens. He took time out of his busy day, which involves a lot of sleeping, to come and chat with us. So if you're taking time to listen to this, I hope you would take a little bit more time to leave a five-star review. Five-star reviews help us to continue providing dope content because it does a good boost for our self-esteem to know that we're doing a good job here. It's authentic. It's raw. It's real. Jake, how's your day been? Day's been pretty good. Went and got my hair cut. The fact that you're excited about a quarter piece of pizza is... No, a quarter of a whole pizza. Oh, a quarter of a whole pizza. Oh, yeah. that's more exciting. Yeah. I already ate most of the pizza, but... Got you. I thought you were saying a quarter of a pizza pizza. I'm like, damn, that's what you got to look forward to today? You sound like a starved child. No, no. It's but, tough to eat pizza once you've had like really, really good pizza. Like It's hard to go back to Domino's when you've had it from a really, really good place. Oh, you're telling me. It, going to Italy ruined my ruined my life when it came to food. In general, right? Yeah. Everything. P- pizza is amazing. Like you said. Tomatoes. It's just the best pizza I ever had in my life. And then I came back here and I was like, what is all this disappointing stuff? <laughs> the tomatoes and mozzarella was so good. Fresh prosciutto. Oh, my God. And that's why. Because they have the freshest, best of everything. Whether you're talking about the tomato, the bread. The wheat they make the bread with, all that shit. They're using different shit. They're not using American shit. They had like, uh, they called it like bocconcini, which was like balls of mozzarella. Mm. And then like, that was on the plate, you just take like a fork to it, slice it up, Mm. and put it on a slice of bread or with a piece of tomato. And then at the end, you take more bread and just like wipe up all the juice off the plate. Uh. Yeah, it was good. I can't find any cheese that matches it here. Mm. Nothing. Fuck yeah. That makes me a little aroused mentally, not physically, but mentally I'm aroused right now. My mouth started to water. Food is my second muse after, yeah, no, yeah, food. Food might be number one. In any case, I wanted to talk about a lot of different things today. Uh, There was some pretty disheartening news we got over the weekend in the sporting world. R.I.P. Maxime Dadashev. 28-year-old fighter died from injury, suffered during a fight on Friday night here in Maryland, actually. It's tough. I mean, if you're a competitor, say you're playing football, for example, in high school, and you tackle a dude on the field, and he dies in the hospital later on, how does that affect you? Oh, yeah. It's got to be rough, I would imagine. Yeah, you can only imagine because we don't know. But, you know, I haven't heard what uh, his opponent, uh, Subrio Matias, has had to say since the incident, but 
Man, boxing's a tough sport. and It's not something you play. That's what I always have heard. Box, you don't play boxing. Any game plan you go in with is going to change once you get hit in the face. And in the context of this happening, you, know, you just got to think about having a good trainer, having good leadership around you that's going to stop you when you don't want to go anymore. Because I'm sure as an athlete yourself, there's been times where you're like, hell no, I got to keep going. Playing football specifically. I'm watching Last Chance You right now. and Oh, yeah, you were talking about that uh, right before. Informing yeah. me a little bit because I've only seen some of it. That the, uh, what, a wide receiver you're saying? Yeah, man. Can't think of his name, but you could probably tell a little better than me. Well, yeah, Marquise King, but I mean, it's football. You know what I'm saying? Like, you're trying to play through injuries. Even baseball. Like, as a pitcher, there were times where my arm would hurt so bad just to lift it, like, above my head. And I'd be like, nah, I'm not coming out. <laughs> and what did your teammates think? What did the coaches think? The coach wanted, which was the one trying to pull me out, but it was like my last game of the year. And uh, I was like tied with, we were tied with one of the best teams, and we were not good by any means, but we were tied. And I was like, he's like, yeah, I'm going to pull you. I was like, nah, I'm not coming out the game. Yeah, well, we... I should have definitely came out of the game. My shoulder's so messed up now, but... (laughs) Yeah, well, we create a culture that sort of inspires you to think that that's heroic when it's actually idiotic. You know, it's not logical, especially if you have some future as an athlete. In the case of Marquise King, he's got offers or had offers from Illinois State in the show was getting looks from Alabama, a lot of different schools. I mean, he's one of these Deshaun Jackson type dudes, tiny but can fly. It's really, really unfortunate when you have a multitude of concussions. I think about this uh, offensive lineman who played for my alma mater back in high school, Plant. A lot of these dudes will go to Division One institutions, and this dude had an opportunity to play at Florida State, where I went to college, didn't play. I sucked. This dude was a five-star offensive lineman, had seven concussions in one year. They still honored his uh, scholarship because Jimbo Fisher is – a nice guy when he wants to be, but yeah, man, it's unfortunate when that happens to young dudes. Yeah, I mean, it's like Wes Welker. He stopped playing because he got so many concussions. Yeah, and at least he got to realize his dream. I mean, who knows what the impact of that's going to be later on. I mean, in part, it probably doesn't help that he was a little older, too, and like he's the kind of guy who relies on certain... Yeah, no, no, but exactly. Again, I'm digressing. Did you see that movie with Will Smith when he had the terrible Nigerian accent? No, I didn't see it. You have CTE. Uh, but I know what you're talking about. I've uh, that guy's been on our show before. I met him. Oh, okay. Yeah. I think uh, when I was working at iHeart, we did a call in with him. But yeah, man, it's a big issue across a bunch of different sports. And I always talk about boxing related to MMA. People automatically assume MMA is more dangerous because there's blood. Because it's more brutal too. It's more brutal. There's gore. There's elbows. Cut up. It's like kicking, kneeing. You know, all that kind of probably plays into that. But it's ironic. The less gear that you incorporate into a sport, the less actual physical injury is done to your, at at least, you know, long-term injury to your body and mental well-being. Whereas, you know, like in bare-knuckle boxing, it looks bad in the short term with those cuts in your face and all that. But all that heals up within a few weeks. And those fights are stopped within 10 minutes. You know what I mean? Because those dudes are dropped. Yeah. It hurts your hands to load up and knock somebody out. Now, I'm not saying I want to watch bare-knuckle boxing because it's really, really brutal and there's a lot of blood. But in the context of football, when you put on hell- headgear and the helmet and all that, I mean, a lot of people die. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's – yeah. I was going to say, like, you could – we could make the argument, like, hey, if you go back to the leather helmets, dudes won't be going, like, crazy head-to-head, but they might. I don't want to see that shit. 
Yeah. But I think a point that you were getting to was the like amount of deaths in boxing compared to MMA. They're not even comparable, if you think about it, because boxing has obviously been around way longer, so it's unfair to compare them. It's like apples and oranges. Yeah, but I mean, you were saying beforehand, like in what, 53, in like 19... 1953. Or other, there was 26 deaths alone. Something 20, like that. Yeah, it was 23 There's only deaths. been seven in the 20 years that MMA has been a thing. Yeah, the MMA has been sanctioned. I mean, I don't know if that includes backyards fights and all that shit, but exactly. Yeah. Now, an argument, like you said, it's not fair to compare the two because boxing isn't around much longer. But an argument could be made that because there's only three to five rounds in MMA, whereas there's 12 and what used to be 15 in boxing. Also, like you like you said, with the less gear, it's like since it's just a little bit of padding, there's more cuts and rest are more likely to stop it when your face is like gushing blood. That's the main argument. And that's what I try to educate people on. When you're boxing, you're given a 10 count. So you get knocked out, fall down, and then they say, oh, no, get up. You can keep going. And if you look at the video of Maxime explaining to his trainer, I want to keep going, and he's telling them, no, I got to stop the fight. That wasn't the first time they've had that conversation. Yeah, I mean, and, and then the trainer did throw the towel eventually. Can you imagine if he didn't throw the towel? He'd probably be dead in the ring. It would have been like Rocky and Apollo Creed, real life. And that's happened in fights before. I mean... I think what it comes down to is this... You, you're you in that position... Now, I'm not blaming the trainer by any means, but I can relate this to a lot of things. Like, if you look at RG3 with the Redskins or um, someone else who's come back too soon, um, Kevin Durant with his Achilles anything like that is like if these stories are true where the guy wants to play so bad and they're like alright fine like you're cleared to play that shouldn't happen like with RG3 he was not ready after the knee thing the, the trainers are there in place to go no you're not ready to play we know you want to but you're not ready we can't clear you that's their job that's what they get paid for yeah and that's my thing what are you good for if you're not able to stop the athlete save him from himself and that's your job no I'm not saying that about this trainer, because he, he did stop the fight eventually, but... It seems like the more that you bring in corporations and the more money is involved, the less, I guess, you know, empathy you have towards the athlete in that position, or like the more people there are. Because in an individual sport like boxing and MMA, there's a lot of compassion, depending on the individual. Because I know I was talking earlier about Raquel Pennington, where she wanted to come out. But her trainer last year said, no, 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 let's keep going. Let's keep going. And she has no regrets about that. But she ended up getting knocked out around later by Amanda Nunes. So when she's saying, listen, pull me out of this fight. And you're saying as her leadership in that moment, no, we're going to keep going. And she suffers that. What if something else happened? What if she ends up like Maxine Dedeshev? Oh, yeah. No, I'm, it goes both ways. I mean, but that's like the thing is you put you pay that person to say no. And then you as an athlete need to know when you can't go anymore either, though. Like, yeah. like she knew she probably shouldn't go anymore and then it comes down to the trainer to be like to trust the athlete when they say that like hey I can't go yeah she had broken her nose and like I was sort of getting to I think the more people you bring into it just like the world in general I mean I'm sure when there's 50 people in the tribe you care a lot more about the person standing next to you than when there's 5 million people in the tribe the more people there are the less compassion you're going to have for your neighbor just look at New York City stacked on top of each other you cursing each other out for parking spaces yelling at each other in line everything sped up it's kind of like dc to an extent a lot of transplants here so people can be generally a lot more friendly and maryland is considered the south so a little bit of that technically the south a little bit of that hospitality there but 
like we were saying earlier, boxing's been around since the 1800s. MMA just started. If we really look at all the deaths and what was considered mixed martial arts or like cage fighting in other countries that wasn't sanctioned, there might be thousands. So obviously I'm not saying that MMA is safe. None of this is safe. These athletes know what they're getting into. Oh, there's brutal sports, yeah. It's not collision sports anymore. It's like they're all just violent. <laughs> any any sport in hockey is kind of violent. You can get fucked up in hockey. Yeah. And I think it's comparable the amount of money you make for the amount of damage that you take long term. Except baseball. But maybe like you were saying with your AC joint. Nah, baseball. That, that one's bullshit. Because you can be an outfielder and just be making hundreds of millions of dollars. I mean, good for them. I'm not hating. Yeah, well, baseball is a different. They they pay like, for some reason, it's different. Guaranteed. No, I mean, I I know the history of it. I'm not gonna get into it on this podcast with, you know, labor unions and all that stuff and why the uh, MLB union is way stronger than the NFLPA. It's a long history. Yeah. Speaking of which, there was a this collective bargaining agreement needs to get put in place by 2021. That they said they're going to start negotiating, or they already have, but who knows how that's going? Because the two two guys, Roger Goodell and then uh, Smith, I can't think of his name. Demore Smith. Yeah, do not get along. Never have. I don't know if they ever will. Yeah, there's a contentious relationship there. I interned at the NFLPA quite some time ago. I don't mean uh, to my own horn there, but yeah, there's like artwork on the wall in the NFLPA of like comic book strips depicting Roger Goodell is like a pig and shit, or at least back then it was, is hilarious. <laughs> like, they really hate each other. Like, whenever they would call in and stuff. Yeah, it's funny. I'm not going to get into the details, but I don't know if that's going to get done. Uh, players will never be able to, I'm not going to say never, but for as long as there will be an NFL the way it's currently constructed, players aren't holding out because the money just isn't there. There's only a certain amount of dudes that are making $20 million a year. And when I tell you their names... You'd be surprised. Brandon Cooks, Chandler Jones for the Arizona Cardinals. There are guys out there making guap that aren't really producing the way that they should. I mean, Chandler Jones is, but I'm talking about producing wins. Uh, I just don't see that happening. There's a lot of thousandaires in the NFL that just aren't able to sit out a whole year. Yeah, I mean, we'll see, though. I think they'll, they should get one done. They definitely... Uh... I think there's things that have been seen, but that the players definitely deserve and need, and then the owners can be a little more like lenient. But I think the owners want an 18 game season, and the players definitely don't want that. That's never gonna happen. If anything, the games will get condensed in the preseason. Yeah, they would take away two preseason games and just add two. No, I'm saying they won't even add two. I'm saying if anything, the games will just get condensed in the preseason. I don't think they'll ever add more regular season games. At least they shouldn't. For one, it's going to fuck up the stats. Well, if the revenue stream goes, uh, like, different, because the last one, the players got 47%. Mm-hmm. But if they get more, it's like, you never know. But, no, I mean, you got to think they pro- – people probably thought that when it went from 14 to 16 – or 17. I think they just need to do away with the cap. I don't like it. If I'm a running back and I'm able to make more money – because that's the only reason a lot of running backs don't get what they should be paid. Because you have to pay the quarterback whatever it is because there's this hard line template for, well, quarterback's just worth this much. And if we're paying the quarterback this much, we got that's why the teams with young rookie quarterbacks and young rookie players on rookie salaries have figured out a way to make this shit work. But if you could just pay a running back whatever you want, like Jerry Jones got billions. 
he'd be happy to pay Zeke Elliott as much as he wanted if he wasn't worried about a hard cap and a luxury tax and all that. Well, I don't even think there is a luxury tax in the NFL. No, not a luxury tax, but they I get fined. I think it's like a hard cap, like you can't go over. They can't, but I remember one year they got fined because they made like some type of agreement with the Washington Redskins to not spend a certain amount on players and free agency. It was in they the, colluded. Uh, it was in the um, no, it was in the lockout year or something. They agreed to like the teams agreed to a certain amount, and the Skins and the Cowboys like negotiated deals in ways that it circumvented it. But uh, the Giants like ratted them out to the league. NFC East bullshit. Where were the Eagles at? Thumb up their ass like usual. It's funny because boxers make the most money. I don't know if it's a correlation directly that they take the most damage, so they should make the most money, but they have the most leverage in the sense that they're their own promotion. They can control and pick who their managers are going to be, what they're going to do. There's no corporation around boxing. Well, that and pay-per-view. That's why I was saying the less regulation and the less. What, what word am I looking for here? The less Oversight. Yeah, the less business and oversight and governance around the sport itself, the more individual control the athlete has. I like that. I'd have to think about that one for like a longer, sit on it longer to have an answer. Think about it. With football, with at least the top sports, boxing, I mean, is always the highest paid athlete. Floyd Mayweather has been the highest paid athlete for the last well, no, five or six that. years. But hockey players don't get paid that much. They don't. That's what I'm saying. And there's a hockey league. That's I'm talking about the less league, the more individualism for the athlete. Well, it's also like boxing is like you can only fight every so often. The pay-per-view like is a whole ring. It's not a whole team. Yeah, I know. That's what I'm saying. There's no league. Well, tennis. There's no team in tennis. Yeah, but they don't make they don't make shit in tennis. That's what I'm saying. But weren't we talking about well, on the last podcast? Really good, I guess. But when we talk about on the last podcast, how tennis is like the number two international sport or something, or maybe number one. Well, no, it's like soccer. Then probably tennis and cricket. Or cricket and tennis. I think it's soccer is number one. Then rugby, I think, would be up there just because it's played more widely around the world than not just really here. They don't make shit. And how many rugby leagues are there? I don't know. I think it's probably Baseball's a Baseball's probably up there. Cricket's probably up there. No, I'm t- in terms of international play, baseball's not up there. They only play it in Japan and America. No, I mean, they brought it back to Olympics, so... And the Latin, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's true, they did. Yeah, yeah well, a lot of Latin countries play it. I don't know. I look at uh, sports like that are individual. If we're just talking about individual sports, it's golf, tennis, and then no individual order, boxing slash combat sports, because it's Muay Thai, Jiu-Jitsu, wrestling, all Fishing. that. Come on, man. Bowling. No, that's man versus sport, and that's man versus physics. So if we're just talking about individual sports where it's just me saying I got to do this shit, I like um, boxing to be the one where dudes are making the most, well, dudes and girls, but dudes, let's be honest about it, are making the most money always. And I don't know if it's because they're taking the most damage. I think it's because they have less governance around what they're doing. They got the WBC, WBI, WBO, IBF. You know, all these different boxing organizations, there's nobody to just say, hey, this is what y'all going to get paid, and this is the rules around that. Boxers can just set their own standards, and I think that's the best way to do it. Once there's more chaos with the football in America, I think it'll be way better to watch. Think about, shit, when XFL comes up in here, if it's actually good, and if CFL were more competitive, and if there was a European league that wasn't owned by the NFL, 
if more people played football and like there was more competition, man, players would have more control. Until that happens, they always gonna be. I guess we'll see. Your boy uh, Miritich, you know who I'm talking about. He played for the Bulls and he played for the Pelicans and he played for the Bucks. Nikola. Yeah, man. He went back overseas. That's what I'm saying. When there's a competitive league where you can say, "Hey, man, I need to well, be a he star." Didn't really play all that much anymore. He was playing, but in a you know whatever he thought he was better. He got he got offered money here. Oh yeah, for sure. He, he was got a good player. A good amount of money by the Bucks to stay, and he was like, oh, "I'm just gonna go." What are these closer to home over there? It wasn't about the money. It was about the fact that I want to be a starring player. I want to be you know in a position where you're actually utilizing my skills. He was raw for the Bulls. For the Bulls, yeah. For the Pelicans, he was relegated to the three point shooter. He's not that like I don't know. He was good. I think he was a role, good role player. I don't think he's gonna be a star. All I'm trying to say is. I hope that there's more competition for football players to be able to exercise the same level of leverage that dudes like Nikola Miritich and kids like LaMelo Ball and what's the kid, Jalen LeCue, like these kids that say, oh, I'm just going to go over and play in New Zealand for a little bit. The one kid that got an internship with Adidas for a year, cash. Well, uh, I mean, balance. we just saw how the AFL or however, or the AAF, whatever it was, just folded. Folded. That was poor management, though. Yeah. And I predicted that that was going to fold. So, not calling myself Negradamus, but I know some things. Super random. I just saw that there's discovered a new species of shark. Mm. And it glows in the dark, apparently. Oh, wow. I, ghost shark? I don't, I don't know. I just saw an article about it today. I didn't read the whole thing. Mm. I, feel so like... I don't know the specifics, but it's kind of interesting. Yeah, I feel like it's a ghost shark. I feel like we've known about that for a little bit or something like it. But the deeper we go, the deeper we go, baby. Shit, there's going to be a Megalodon. There was a video I saw recently of a shark that had gotten bitten. So it was a 12-foot shark that was bitten in half by a shark that they presume was bigger than it by twice that. So at least a 20-foot shark. That's like some real Meg shit in that movie. That's what happened. Yeah, well, I know what a Megalodon is. Yeah, the 25-foot Meg got bit by, like, a 50-foot Meg, though. Yeah, they're huge, dude. No. Their teeth are, like, six inches long. I mean, shit, i never seen one, but I imagine it'd be really, really scary. But, I mean, six inches? That ain't shit, man. Dude, they've had, they've had, like, found the, the jaws of those things mm. where, like, six adult males can stand and fit inside. Mm. I think a bear fuck it up. Like a real big bear, one like a giant bear versus a meg. So what are the giant bears? Like one of them bears from Siberia in the, you know, early thousands. Those bears would be like thirteen feet or some shit. I don't know, dude. A shark is like all muscle. It's true. So it takes something like a cobra. Cobras fucking a shark up. Like not even a cobra. Give me an eighteen foot python. Just a regular ass. Amazon Python doesn't even have to be some super shit that's prehistoric. Regular ass Python we can find right now. Well, there's not really much of a shark to constrict though, if you think about it. It'd have to go around its head like where its gills are, and that'd be how a snake wouldn't know that. Snake would just swallow it. Snake would constrict it at the bottom. You and think a just... snake could make its mouth wide enough to go around a megalodon? Yeah. Like a big, I'm talking about a big snake. We're talking about uh, Amazon anaconda here. Let's talk about one of those. Like from the movie? A 25-footer. 25 25-footers 25 are real. I petted one once. 
But their head, I, I don't know, dude. Their mouth is not big enough to go around a shark. That's mouth is bigger than six adult males wide. It's pure muscle, man. So it's just going to crunch it down like a fucking Slim Jim. And That's bigger than whoop, this, dude. Swallow that thing. Yeah, no. I think I think the snake's got it, and then it's just gonna be full, and so full it's not gonna be able to make it. And both those monsters are gonna sink to the bottom of the ocean and just chill out while the shark digests slowly in the snake's body, and the snake just dies. Yeah, I don't know about that one. I'm gonna have to disagree. But granted, we'll never know. <laughs> so. We can make this happen. Let's get some type of extreme exotic zoo. Where animals fight and then somebody just dropping an anaconda in a shark tank. Do you remember they used to have a show like that on like Discovery or Animal Planet or something? It would be where it'd be hypothetical situations where like it'd be like if like a uh, alligator fought a shark, like who yeah. would win? Or like if uh, Michael Phelps raced a shark, who would win? <laughs> remember that shit? They did animals versus humans. I thought that's what you were talking about. I thought no, that's no, where you no. were going. I'm talking about they used to have. There used to be a show where it would pit like, yeah, like it'd be like this is. Uh, dramatization, but it'd be like alligator versus a shark. Oh man, that man, we just need to get to a point where society's a little bit more fucked up. Like, I hope we make it to that point in age where we can just watch really, really fucked up shit. Like, I don't know, this have to be 50 years past Trump, where we're almost in the idiocracy, where we just accept anything being aired on television. That's the point where we'll be able to see animals just fuck each other up on television. It won't be like. That's the point where they'd actually let Michael Phelps in a pool with a fucking great white. Exactly. And have him swim against it. So, say we got an Olympian like Ryan Lochte or the super stupid version of Ryan Lochte in an episode of Idiocracy. This dude is so fucking dumb, he blows all of his Olympic money on drugs and and all that shit, partying. Which isn't that far-fetched of a dramatization, but this dude does that. He ends up having to get money somehow, some way, and he doesn't have any other skill. What does he do? He puts up his body to race against a shark in a tank. That's a real scenario that could happen in, I don't know, 2110. <laughs> it's a pretty specific date. 2110. I, I see it. The 20, the, it'll have to be uh, lined up with an Olympic year. I'm not that good at math. So let's say the 2112 Olympic uh, winner. That dude is going to end up being a fuck up and have to race a shark at some point. And he's going to get eaten in that tank. And then that's when people are going to realize, oh, we have a new sport. Animals versus animals. Let's see what happens. And then they just start dropping anacondas in shark tanks, octopuses in shark tanks, giant squid they find in shark tanks. By then we'll have DNA fucking, you know, uh, uh, transfusions where we can... Uh, mutate a bear into some type of rhino that goes up against the shark or some shit. So I found I found the show, and it's and the t- and what each episode was. Mm. Would you like to hear some of these matchups? Sounds very very entertaining. So the show is called Animal Face Off, and it had one season. It aired in two thousand four. Here are some of the <laughs> here's some of the matchups: hippo versus bull shark, wolf versus cougar, polar bear versus walrus. Siberian tiger versus grizzly bear, lion versus crocodile, anaconda versus jaguar, gorilla versus leopard, colossal squid versus sperm whale, alligator versus black bear. All right, let's slow down and carefully analyze some of these. So right there, black bear versus what? Alligator. Okay, who wins that? Uh, We'd have to watch. I don't know. 
No, no, no. We're not going to watch the video. Just based on what you know about bears, based on what you know about alligators, who wins? We got a 12-foot gator like Lake Placid shit going up against, what, let's give it a croc, a giant African Nile croc. I mean, I'd have to think that a bear would win. I, I feel like bears are probably a little smarter than, than crocs, and they might be kind of small, but at the same time, they're powerful. No, no, no. We're going we're to put this thing up against a big Kodiak bear or a giant grizzly or maybe a big-ass polar bear, nine-footer. And a well-fed polar bear, too. Not one of these emaciated things that are walking around now up there in the Antarctic because it's so damn fucking warm. I'm saying Gator wins. He gets it to the water somehow and wins. You think so? If we put this in a fair scenario where, like, say a bear's getting water in a little swamp-type area and the Gator's coming up like a log, it's going to snatch that bear by the fucking neck, get it into the water, break its neck, and drag it to the deep depths, and it's over. I guess, I guess gators do take down like animals close to bear size, but bears are smarter, and I feel like more powerful. He's dumber than your average bear. No, I, I pick a, I pick a gator in that one. Next one. The colossal squid against a sperm whale. Colossal squid wins. Next one. That one's easy. Squids eat sharks now. I've seen it. Well, octopus. Um. Gorilla versus a leopard. Uh, I give it to Gorilla. I think he gets a hold of it, and it's over. Probably. No. Um, um, a saltwater crocodile versus a great white shark. Okay, we kind of already talked about that one. So, saltwater crocodiles in the snake family. They're both reptiles, reptilian. They do well in water. Um, What's smarter, a gator or a shark? Gators are pretty fucking dumb. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like uh, I feel bo- like sharks aren't the smartest either, though. They did make a movie about that where they made the sharks really smart. <laughs> Remember, <laughs> LL Cool J was the chef. Yeah, they're both prehistoric. Yeah, man, LL Cool J survived. That's one of the few movies where one of the black people got to live. They had to take out Samuel Jackson, though. So you know, lesson to all folks out there watching movies: if there's two niggas in it. At least during the 90s, early 2000s, especially anything before that in a horror movie, there's two niggas in it. One of them going to die. If there's one of them in it, he definitely going to die. Is it all we got with animal matchups? No, I'm reading I'm reading what the episode synopsis says about how this shark versus croc would go down. Oh, That's man. the toughest one. What what's, what uh, What's the result? It says that eventually the crocodile would bite the shark's snout shut and try another death roll pretty much leaving the shark useless but they would still both start to sink and the crocodile would run out of air so it'd have to let go and swim to the surface and while it's vulnerable the shark would take advantage of it and attack the soft underbelly and kill the crocodile death roll death roll would get it every time i can appreciate the deep deep analysis on that african bush elephant versus southern white rhinoceros go what do you think I think the southern bush white rhinoceros charges it one good time at the calves because it's got leverage. So what happens in a football match when you got a 6-6 DN versus a 6-3 offensive guard? He gets up underneath him and just drives that fucker. So, yeah, I think if he gets up in the shin guard and just blasts that elephant good and hard like two or three times, the elephant's legs are rendered useless the elephant is on the ground and the rhino has the opportunity to just keep on ramming it a few good times because neither one of them are very agile 
So they're just going to be going head to head. And the elephant's going to be too high up. All they're going to do is just boom, like deer, you know, when they collide. So it says, uh, I wouldn't know who to pick an elephant, honestly, because like before I read this, I probably would have said elephant because mm. I like elephants more, but I wouldn't have any reason other than that. Mm. But in this, it has the elephant winning because it says that, yeah, the, uh, the rhinoceros would be too short with a torn even then to stab the elephant in the neck and the elephant would have seven foot tusks. So it could just like stab the, uh, damn it. Stab the rhino with its tusk and then t- like trample on top of it. Forgot about the tusk. Completely forgot about the tusk and forgot about the trampling. So if we're talking about size, yeah, an elephant is so big, it probably would just trample the rhino after a couple head-on collisions. And like I said, the rhino isn't agile enough to juke the elephant out and then take out one ankle and then come back around. Right. You know, but... All right, never mind. I'm not gonna create my. Own, I'm not gonna create my own matchups. We got them right here. What's the next one? Jaguar versus Anaconda. Anaconda. Yeah, I mean that's how it turns out in the end. I don't feel like reading the whole thing. Yeah, well, what's your opinion? My opinion, probably Anaconda. Yeah. Jaguars aren't like that big. I feel like a snake could just like no. screw that, like fuck it up pretty good. Yeah, it's kind of like a pretty big house cat. Jaguars are kind of the bitches of uh, cats, or at least the wild cats. Jaguar, Puma. Grey Wolf versus Cougar. That's probably like the closest matchup, in my opinion. Grey Wolf, Grey Wolf versus Cougar. Um, I give it to the Wolf. What are they saying? Because Wolves take out Bears. Wolves are some badasses. I watch them on BBC Earth all the time. Uh, this has the Cougar killing the Wolf. Interesting. But then the Wolf Pack showing up, so the Cougar has to leave. I know people that could take out a cougar. Get the fuck out of here. A wolf is mauling a cougar every time. Give me a dire wolf from Game of Thrones versus a saber-toothed tiger every single time. And that's all I have to say about that. Is that all for mythical, magical animal matchups? Yeah, and I, I think we went over all of them. Actually, hippo versus bull shark. I think that's a lot closer than people would think because hippos are dangerous. They kill the most people ever in every year. Out of, like, most of the mammals, I'm pretty sure. It's extremely vicious, but because of its lack of teeth and the lack of sharpness of those teeth, I think that shark, I mean, it's like you're bringing a knife to a gunfight, except the shark has a mouthful of knives and the, I don't know what the hippo has. Like a a clubbing bat. That's all it has. So you're bringing a bat to a knife fight. What is it saying? Um, Suspense. This is saying that the hippo would be too pretty much too like big and its skin too rough for the shark to really do any true damage like a smaller shark and then the hippos have foot long canine teeth interesting yeah so apparently um i guess the hippo it says would would submerge itself and then like open its mouth and while the bull shark comes up to try and attack the hippo it would just like crush the shark with those teeth Whoa. I, I mean, I guess I underestimated how aggressively vicious and intense hippos are. I didn't know that about their teeth. I knew that they were super crazy, like, territorial and will fuck you up for just even, like, coming close. Have you seen that video of the people in the boat? Yeah, where it's And, like, them. the hippos just chasing them, like, with ease? Yeah. YouTube that, people. Boat and hippo. It's on YouTube, I'm sure. But yeah, I mean, I've seen it at like Bush Gardens and shit where the hippo opens his mouth and they throw a watermelon in there. I don't remember no 
foot-long canines being in there, but maybe their teeth are filed down or something. Yeah, I mean, that is a Bush Gardens hippo. Who knows? No, no. Well, that was fun. I would love to see some of those matchups in real life. And like I said, when society crumbles to the point that it is viable and acceptable to our minds, we will watch it. And I would, I might pay to watch that, but I'll probably stream it illegally because that'll still be a thing in mm-hmm. 2110. Or maybe at that point, everyone will have a chip in their head like Elon Musk is trying to advocate for, and you could just click it on and watch it in your head. Yeah, or mind meld. They won't be able to control the people who have that secret chip that grants you access to what I'm watching. So, like, if I'm streaming it, you can just tap into me and, you know, you won't have to worry about it. Yeah. Yeah. That's the future. The future. That's all I have to say about that. But we can talk about real people matchups if you watched. Uh, Manny Pacquiao versus Keith Thurman. I didn't watch any of the fights, but I know what ha- I know who won. I know Pacquiao uh, <laughs> went to town. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He definitely went to town, if you want to call it that. Jesus, what are you nineteen fifties jargon over here? I don't know. You're like a writer from the nineteen twenties era of boxing. He gave him a real mollywop. <laughs> I don't know about that one. Oh, that was a real jargon. Yeah, but um, I thought that. Manny Pacquiao won outright, ended up being a split decision. Keith Thurman looked not that good in his I didn't want to say shitty because I'm not that kind of person, but he didn't look that good in his fight two years ago when he was coming off of a, a layoff. Well not two years ago. His fight off a two year layoff. And, you know, I predicted that Manny was gonna win and he was the favorite. So I put some money down and won some money. And luckily I was able to break even in UFC as well. I had some friends actually reaching out to me on bets for I saw that. I saw that. Yeah, man. I might start a little gambling uh, subscription service there. Handful of friends, uh, word of mouth, have started reaching out to your boy for some good picks. And I got them. I got the picks, baby. And I ain't talking about interceptions. It was it was solid, though. All the fights. Um, and UFC and boxing. Did you watch any UFC? Oh, you said you no, didn't I didn't watch any fights. Any fights. Yeah. I had a long weekend. I, I was in the sun like all day in this heat wave as it... You know what I'm saying? 100 degree, 110. Had to work on the beach, so I was tired. I was beat. Yeah, it's 100 fucking degrees here. It's ridiculous. It's hotter than a hooker in church just contemplating her lifestyle choices. Hotter than four fat bitches doing hot yoga in the middle of D.C. in July. You literally just start sweating from breathing. Yeah, the air is hot like Arizona. Arizona desert. Arizona desert. I prefer dry heat. To this humid shit. I'd rather be 110 dry heat than 110 humid. True. There is a little bit of humidity to the air, but I'm just saying the air is hot. Like when you breathe it in, it hurts your lungs. Almost like when it's cold and you can't run. I can't run in this. But I can play basketball, which is odd because there's a lot of running involved. Because I have been doing that. Get nice and chocolate. Like a little Hershey kiss out there. Melanin. It helps. You know? You ain't got to tell me. I see you over there looking nice and... We were talking last on the podcast how you look uh, Argentinian, Argentine. You could definitely pass now. Look Panamanian. LJK. Yeah, still got another month and a half. LJK. Yo, there's a crazy show I started watching on Netflix because I was bored one day called Blown Away about glass blowing. They will make a competitive show about everything. It's like Iron Chef but with glass blowing. There's a show about um, like metalworking and making weapons like that. <laughs> Oh my goodness! What is it called? The blacksmiths? No, it's uh, like Iron Forge or something like that. Oh, that sounds like some shit that should have hobbits in it. 
it's like it's like axes and swords and shit like that. It's it's kind of interesting. They make some like some dope weapons, mm. but they get tested. Like the judges just go to town with these weapons, like trying to break them. <laughs> wow, that's so. Another idea for that sport when society or for that TV show when society has crumbled to the point that it's socially acceptable and viable. Weapons, test them out. Which ones kill the best? Like, which ones do the most damage, cause the most blood to come out? So you just, you know, this person's done a crime, you know, terrible person. You're a rapist, you're a murderer, whatever. We're going to execute you on this TV show. We're going to see what damage this weapon does. And that's how we win. That's how we judge. All right, this one had this much blood splatter. You know, this one did this much physical damage to his aorta. Like That would be fucked up. Really fucked up. It's better than these. I mean, because I keep on seeing these movies where they're like, all right, you got to fight to the death to get out of prison or fight to the death to get off this island or fight to the death to. I mean, this shit is so played out. They need to get more creative with these fucking movies. There's a lot of different shit you could do. Yeah, I guess. And without, you know, some human centipede, just complete, complete outside of this world sick shit. I'm saying just real fun movie ideas where, you know, you get Meryl Streep to be like the warden of the prison. And she's like, oh, you want to get out of here? This is what you got to do. You got to go on this TV show where they're deciding which weapons are the best. Oh, you mean like Death Race? Exactly. (laughs) But without the racing. Or Idiocracy, like you mentioned. Exactly. But without, you know, the dumb shit, whatever they did in Idiocracy. They had, remember, like, it was like the car. Like, no, it wasn't the car. It was like a robot. They had to fight a robot to get out of jail? Is that what it was? No, they were getting put to death and they were going to get killed by the thing. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's what I'm saying. So, yeah, shit like that. Yeah. But, you know, in a more serious way, with a little comedy, it'd have the rock and Kevin Hart. I think we can make that happen. Hollywood's making anything now. Anything. They're bringing Blade back, which I'm excited about. Yeah. It's interesting that you brought up the rock and Kevin Hart, because, like, in this article I read about uh, Leo DiCaprio, they kind of compared the two, how he's very pick-and-choosy. He'll do, like, at most one movie a year, like, at most. But realistically, when it's been four years since his last role. Um, but, like, Kevin Hart and The Rock jump on every movie they can, pretty much. Every opportunity they can. Shit. Kevin Hart's in this Chase ad that just pops up on Instagram sometime. That could have been any black dude. Just. But yeah, they get, like, they have, like, three movies come out a year. Yeah. I mean, Rock's just churning out these 80s-style action flicks. He's found his lane. A little bit of comedy. I mean, I like it. Shit, I've seen pretty much every single one of them. I'm not saying they're bad. I'm just saying that they're all stars, but, like, they just did it different ways. But still, the article is saying Leo is the last true, like, Hollywood superstar. No one can do it like Leo now. You think? Because think about how The Rock and Kevin Hart both do it the same way. Instagram, social media fame, kind of transition from different worlds. Kevin Hart and comedy, The Rock and wrestling and sports. Yeah, I don't know that there is anyone right now that does it that could do it or, or like will do it because I mean Leo is so private in a world where everything is out in the open his yeah. like feeds are used for promoting climate change activism and stuff like that no. and then he keeps everything super private the only pictures you see of him are like when he gets caught on vacation vaping or like riding bikes yeah looking like Jack Nicholson's younger son and then yeah like we said he's very pick and choose with his movies he gets paid tw- like at least 20 million to do the movie yeah and could make upwards of way more than that depending on like how much it how well it does yeah there's no one else like him I mean there are other movie stars they're Brad Pitt's 
or Denzel's. Back in the day, like you look at uh, like Pacino, I guess, back in the day, or De Niro, or Warren Beatty. Somebody, yeah. Robert Redford, Humphrey Bogart. I could go on for days. There are a lot of old school dudes that were able to maintain seclusion, secrecy, beat women, do whatever they wanted, and it was okay. But nowadays, it's all out in the public. Leo could kill a bitch, and we wouldn't know about it and still make $20 million for a movie. Well, that escalated quickly. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. But it kind of <laughs> is. But, uh, yeah, no, I, I know what you mean. Uh, we've, we've touched on this before about how we pick and choose who kind of gets a pass or things that don't come to light, really, or that people don't know. In private conversation, yeah. I mean, we, we were talking about it before the podcast as it relates to NFL players. So, Well, um, in that sense, I'm saying we have talked about on the podcast before about punishments in that sense of the NFL. Because, hmm. like, Tyreek Hill, God no. Well, we didn't bring that up, did we? Did we just no, no, I mean, but, like, before we've talked about Kareem Hunt. Well, yeah, and yeah. how like sentencing there like it from, by Goodell or whatever but I'm yeah, saying yeah. we've talked about this kind of thing before not well, gen- yeah. necessarily this before well, Kareem Hunt shouldn't have gotten what he got but it was a different situation than Tariq Hill getting off 100% no, yeah no and I didn't mean to deep dive or cut off what you were saying I'm just saying no we can we can change lanes I'll change lanes with you anytime baby LeVar Ball is no longer allowed on ESPN for saying that I mean, and then historically, like, you see people who have done mess up things, yet no one really talks about it. Yeah. Or people talk about it, you know, just in certain circles. Bill Cosby got away with stuff forever. You know, we see all that stuff coming to light now. Uh, it's funny how the Internet will unearth you, man. I was, I just saw a random post shared from a friend of mine, and I talked to you about it a couple of days ago. Carl Malone, uh, Allegedly, well, I don't. It's not alleged. He paid a settlement out of court for it. Raped a thirteen-year-old girl when he was twenty, and it's rape because statutorily she's not old enough to make that decision for herself. I don't give a fuck how developed she was. He was a player at Louisiana Tech or wherever he was playing, and she was living in the small town that he's from. And yeah, they fucked and had a kid, and he didn't even recognize the kid until it was like sixteen. And at that point, he said, "Well, you too old now. I can't be your daddy. You gotta have your own life." I imagine that's how he said it. It was very, very deep like that. But Carl Malone's kind of a piece of shit. And I already knew that when he said, oh, yeah, I can't play with Magic Johnson because, you know, he got AIDS and I might get it when he sweat on me. And I know a lot of people thought that. But for him to say it out loud, very ignorant. I I don't think I would have thought that way in the 90s, but maybe I would have. I don't know. If you white, did you think the black was going to rub off on you in the 1800s? How dumb can you be? All right. Carl Malone is next on the chopping block. And I predicted this if anybody wants to go through the archives of my podcast with R. Kelly, like in 2015. We all knew he was a creep, but I knew it was going to come back around because of what was going on with Bill Cosby. Speaking of R. Kelly, did you see what happened yesterday? No, what happened? So his crisis manager was on CBS this morning, and like one of them, Gail King or one of the other hosts, asked him, you have a daughter, would you leave your daughter around, around R. Kelly? alone and he was like I wouldn't leave my daughter around anyone accused of pedophilia <laughs> and they were like you've known Robert for a long time like you're saying you wouldn't leave your daughter around him and he's like I just said I wouldn't leave my daughter around anyone accused of pedophilia not like, him specifically but anyone accused of that and then he resigned later the day in the day basically hell no Ugh. <laughs> he pulled the Dave Chappelle I mean you have to think like granted he probably didn't think he was going to get asked that on the show but he probably had to know they were going to ask him tw- tough questions, like to go on that and then like resign later in the day. It's like, mm. 
if you're a crisis manager, it's kind of in the job description to be able to handle shit on the fly. So the fact you couldn't address that question quickly, yeah, you don't need to be my crisis manager, dog. Well, he that. resigned. He didn't get fired. He resigned. Well, yeah, he, he should have never took the job if you're going to answer the question that way. Well, apparently he's he's been this job in a long for a very long time. Oh, man. But uh, maybe he really was oblivious. Yeah. And that's, that's the saddest thing. Some people really don't know. I watched a show called Big Little Lies where this woman was getting abused on the show. It's based on a book. And nobody knew. Her best friend, you know, her mother-in-law, nobody. And it was it was bad, but the kids knew. They were in the house. Kids always know. Kids are perceptive and very intuitive. That's why they say kids are more in tune with paranormal shit, too. Hell yeah. Children of the Corn? Whew. Scary-ass movie. Animals and kids, like, they just, they see shit. That's why I think sometimes cats sit there and stare in the corners. Dogs, too. They do it, too. When they start barking at nothing. Pet Cemetery, Cujo. Some of the scariest movies are based on animals. And and kids. Birds. Birds. Red rum. Ooh. Kids, birds, dogs. Oh, fuck all that. Yeah, man. Kids are animals. We're all animals. And it can be illogical. It's like we were talking about with this sports shit. I mean, should we forgive people like Greg Hardy, Tariq Hill? Tariq Hill's not getting any type of punishment for what he did to his son. Whatever it was he did. He has a history of this type of behavior, man. Well, that was AP. What do you mean? We don't know what Tyreek Hill did to his son. Oh, you said Tyreek Hill. Sorry, I thought you were still talking about Greg Hardy. No, we know what AP did, and he got suspended for it. And people seem to want to forget it, but yeah, there it was. But if you do, if that's what it is, if like the, if the punishment for where you work is to get suspended and come back later, then you did your time. That's like going to it's the same thing going to jail. Don't people who go to jail deserve a second chance? That's what jail is for: is rehab, rehabilitation, not really to punt. It is punishment, but it's more for rehabilitation. should be for rehabilitation. It's not what it is really anymore, but... Yeah, I'm just playing devil's advocate. Of course, I think that you should be able to forgive and rehabilitate these individuals based on their behavior. Now, some things aren't forgivable, obviously. Certain, Certain things like that are super cruel, but like... And it depends on your own moral compass. If you go to Alabama and ask somebody, hey, do you still love Adrian Peterson, even though there are pictures of what he did to his son when he beat him with the switch... They'd be like, um, yeah, I have those same pictures at home. I remind my kid with those pictures to behave. But if you go to New York and ask, you know, an elite intellectual that's, you know, in Williamsburg somewhere, they'd be like, who the fuck is AP, first of all? Oh, explain to me who it is and what he did. No, he's a terrible person. It just depends on where you stand on some of the shit at the same time. Yeah. The sever- like, again, it's the severity of, of what you like, certain things. Yeah, it's the severity of certain things. There are levels. Levels to the shit. Levels to the shit. Meat and meals in this bitch. Levels to the shit. Yeah. I still have compassion for people after they've done fucked up shit because I think we've all had moments where we regret behavior. Right. You know? Um, Greg Hardy is going to be around MMA circles for some time because he's been winning. But I bring him up just because... We got to figure out what the narrative is going to be around him and athletes like Tariq Hill. Because if Tariq Hill ends up going to a Super Bowl and doing well, winning an MVP, is it going to come up? Like, or are we going to have the like? Is it going to be one of those things where you always have to sort of juxtapose their good behavior against the bad behavior, like a sort of a disclaimer? I mean, it's kind of tough when you, the Tyreek Hill situation because he did that whole video, the whole tape came out, all 13 minutes of it, and if you listen to the whole thing. It's not good, but it's, it's not, not as bad as they made it out to be. 
Yeah, it's like, not great. It's not good at all. It's still bad, but it's not as like tr- catastrophic as everyone thought. Well, when you think about his past behavior, pushing that same woman down the stairs when she was pregnant with the son he was accused of abusing. Yeah, it's a rough situation all around. But Greg Hardy, there's no video of what he allegedly did, and there's no witness either because he probably paid her off and she decided not to testify. Same thing with Carl Malone's illegitimate son's mother. Paid off the family and they decided not to testify. So, Or decided not to charge him, whatever the case. It's just that doesn't come up with Carl Malone when his Hall of Fame induction comes up and only reason I'm thinking about it is because the Donovan Mitchell shoe that just got released is inspired by and in honor of Carl Malone. And all the comments underneath it were like, he raped a 13-year-old girl. Do these help you impregnate a 12-year-old girl? I swear to God. And I'm like, oh, yeah, he's next. For sure. He is next on the chopping block. This shit goes viral quick. All it took was one joke by Hannibal Burris to bring down Bill Cosby's entire legacy in some random club because somebody caught it on a cell phone video. So some stupid blog is going to bring down Carl Malone and all these other creeps. At least as a fan, you have the access and insight to know what you're getting yourself into. If you're going to root for someone, it's a good thing overall. Yeah. But we also got to be mindful of the fact that we all make mistakes. Uh, Warren Moon, great black quarterback, allegedly abused his wife. Cops came out there a couple times. We don't know what happened. We weren't there, but. Yeah, no, I feel you. I mean, it's, yeah, it comes down to every individual, you know what I mean? No. Because some people are more prone to be like, yeah, I don't care. And other people are all up in arms. Yeah. Well, if you. I just don't think there's like, that's a line that's tough to to draw because everyone has a different opinion. Well, if you don't idolize your athletes, that's all you got to tell me. And that's cool. But some people do. I just don't want to be lied to. If you're going to tell me, hey, I'm a piece of shit out here. Cool. I can still buy your shoes. At least you were straight up with me. Like, Charles Barkley's allowed to just be a piece of shit out here and say what he wants. I mean, Charles Barkley's a great dude. He's not a piece of shit. He's never done anything to that extent. But he's been arrested a bunch of times for, like, punching fans and shit. And he says, I am not a role model. But that's the thing. is like, that's a whole nother discussion. Athletes being role models. Because if if I'm a... Hypothetically speaking, if I'm a shithead human being, but I'm really good at football, I'm a shithead human being. Don't fucking look up to me. I'm not going to stop being a shithead human being. Because I'm really good at football. Yeah, I might I might not go shoot guns and might not go do dumb shit, but I'm still going right, to hang around the homies. I'm still going to have fun. Like, why should I? If I like to go to the strip club before I make to the NFL, just because I go to the NFL, I should have to stop going to the strip club? No, no, not at all. I mean, LT was able to be his authentic best self for the New York Giants and still make it to the Hall of Fame, smiling and high on cocaine. But... At the end of the day, because of the way that we glorify athletes and put them on this pedestal in American society, no matter the sport, if you're a fan of that sport, the athlete is put on a certain pedestal as a child, and some parents aren't smart enough or wise enough or mature enough to say, hey, don't do that. If you are able to get all the information possible about the athlete and apply it to your decision to buy that person's jersey and support them as a human being, I think that's for the best. Even if you are only six years old, if you got an adult to contextualize it for you, it's it's straight up because some people talk about taking that information away and like, why do we need to know? And we need to get back to a world where sports are just sports. These are just arguments that I've seen online. And maybe I'm too isolated by online arguments, but some people think that way. I don't know, man. Kind of weird topic. No, it's a topic you can take a bunch of different ways because it's so much fucked up shit athletes do. Yeah. And then we don't even know half of it. 
We really don't. Robert Downey Jr., I mean, talk about redemption stories. Yeah, well, him and uh, Tim Allen. Tim Allen? Oh, fuck Tim Allen. I know, I know. I'm just saying, though. Didn't, they both got busted with all the coke. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, Tim Allen had to snitch. Robert Downey just did his bid and still got his 50 mil out of it. I fuck with Robert Downey. I've been waiting for this movie that he's coming out with with uh, Jamie Foxx where he apparently plays a Mexican. He's taking it back to his Tropic Thunder days where he plays a black dude. Oh, God. Yeah, I can't wait. And Jamie Foxx, I think, is playing a Jewish dude or something like that. It's going to be pretty funny. Well, there are black Jewish people, so it makes sense. Yeah, but he's playing like a New York white Jew, like taking it to Eddie Murphy coming America style Jew. Uh, you do not know. I'm not even going to try to do the accent. Speaking of Eddie Murphy, Comedians in Cars Getting Coffee. If you haven't seen it, check it out because Eddie Murphy did a 40 minute episode with Jerry Seinfeld. I'm not the hugest fan of Jerry Seinfeld, but that Comedians in Cars show is dope if he has well, the right. Isn't he also coming subject. back having to stand up? Yeah, man. I mean, when Netflix gives you $100 million, you're going to come out the woodwork with some content. Yeah. Whether it's old episodes of shit or whatever. I got to go move my car. All right. That's all we got. Appreciate you tuning in. Thanks for taking the time out of your day, morning, evening, night, whatever it is. Jake, uh, thank you for being here. Thanks for having me. Paying for the parking. I kind of uh, took it left a little there with the animals. <laughs> oh no, you're straight. It Went very fun. off topic for the day. No, nah, it was fun. Uh, last few headlines: Zion signed with Jordan Brand. A lot of money, 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 money to talk about there when the details are revealed, and they will be on the next real spiel. You're trying to say I love you.